This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. I have been extremely lucky on my journey with this podcast to chat with some really amazing people. And new people come to the podcast every week to listen. And so what we want to do with these lessons is take the little golden nuggets, the really important pieces of each conversation and bring them back to life for you. So hopefully it can change your mind, affect the way you think, or potentially give you a solution to a problem you're facing right now. Um, yeah, so then basically that led me to the position where I started King Kong. Um, and then, you know, I didn't, like, I believe that if you start a business, you're going to either use like sweat equity or you're going to use financial equity. And I wasn't in a position where I had financial equity. So I used sweat equity. I made 150 cold calls a day from my bedroom, went back to my roots basically, mm-hmm. um, and started getting on the phone and started calling people up, had my first client in three days, and then just like was working out of my bedroom on a computer that my girlfriend who was at a corporate job at the time so kindly bought me, who is now my wife, um, mother of my children, and basically just lived like a squirrel herding nuts and saving all of the money up until I got into a position where I had a surplus of cash to then start actually doing the stuff that I was telling my clients to do um, and then started running ads and started to scale up. It was just a one-man army um then you know i had a few contractors and then made the decision of like the business was doing really well really healthy cash flow was just spitting off cash and said hey like i lost a deal to this guy who wanted to come into my office and shake my hand for like a 30 grand website and he just couldn't get his head around why i wouldn't allow him to come in the office and I was in my boots at the time. <laughs> um, and it wasn't that I lied. I didn't say that I had an office. Um, I just didn't say that I had an office, right? <laughs> so it was just like I was picking up the phone, like multiple accents, pretending like there was lots of people at the company. You do what you got to do when you get started. Um, and got my, my clients incredible results. They had me just thinking about their campaigns like 18 hours a day. I would sell in the day and then I would like do all the work by night. So I was working 18 hour days at the time and I did that for about a year. Um, and then I was like, this is unsustainable. Like <laughs> you lost this deal. Like you need to pony up, get an office. Like, what are you doing here? Are you just going to be like cash flow dude in your pajamas or are you going to actually build a business? Um, and it was the latter. I wanted to build a business and have more impact. So I got my first office and then started to build a team um, and, you know, pushed, shoved, scratched and, and hustled my face off to get that to a team of 10 people. And then we've just been scaling up kind of since then. <laughs> the stories that you can tell of, of starting a business. I remember my consulting business, same thing. Um, I had a mattress that was on the floor and I used to, and it, it almost became the space, you know, like I'm sure you had the same thing. There's like a space you would go to, to, to make those sales. Yeah. I can kind of think back to the, the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like literally sit in my bedroom, makes call. I lived in a housemate too. So like I'd just be making calls all day, all night. And like, he'd just be sitting in the lounge room. He's like, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? But it's like mattress on, it was a koala mattress on the floor. It was like the, I think I would have got one of the first. I probably ko- sold that to you. <laughs> one of the first they were koala mattresses. Of like one of the first koala mattresses ever. Yeah. Classic. Um, but those stories, like you look back and you just, you, I mean, they're golden. Um, so, you know, King Kong was obviously, you know, a really fast growing startup. Um, I'd love to kind of go into those early days. Let's talk maybe one of those, you know, 
one to ten, you know, um, employees. What were some of the things that you did or you look back on and you kind of can say, yeah, that really helped us grow at such a, a fast rate? If you were, you know, like if there was maybe two or three strategies or, yep. or kind of guiding principles. Um, I would say that like, you know, just really leave all the money in the business and don't even like live like a poor person, seriously. Like like the amount of money that my wife and I lived on like was ridiculous. Like even like the lowest paid team member in my company right now would be making like four times what I was pulling out of the mm. business. Like I really, really lived conservatively so that I had enough cash reserves to be able to hire people and not be freaking stressed out of them, my mind of like, how am I going to pay this person? So I think that like the quicker that you can get to a place where you have like a six month runway in terms of cash reserves where if you hire somebody, you're not stressed out. That's a big thing, right? Because ultimately, like the more successful people in life, the big difference between them is that they just have longer time horizons. So like in like when you're starting out, you're like, hey, I want to freaking go take over the world in a year, mm. right? And that's just not the right mindset to have. It's what you need to get started. But in the beginning, you know, you want to be thinking of like, not do I, how do I pull the money out now and live now because I've started a business and I need to look a certain way or I need to... like prove my friends wrong or whatever it might be is like, no, like, let me have a longer time horizon. Let me not spend any money. Let's me live incredibly frugally and then use that money to build the business and reinvest and get people. And it's just like, you know, people see like, you know, when you've been successful and you know, it's like with salespeople, like people see how much salespeople make and then they're not willing to do the things that salespeople do. Right. And it's like the same thing in business. It's like you have to endure so much pain and uncertainty to be able to live a certain way when you get past that. If you're fortunate enough to cross that chasm. Right. So in the beginning, I would definitely say like you want to get yourself. The first point would be get yourself to a point as quick as possible that you can spend 80 percent of your time on sales. That's just the thing that's going to get you to a million dollars. From zero to a million dollars, it's all about sales. And you need to basically try to engineer a place where, you know, the hunting is done by day and the farming is done by night. So don't tell me that you have to work on the clients and all this stuff. So it's like, what do you think like 5.30 to 1 o'clock in the morning is for? That's when that's for. Like you can only hunt mm. in a certain amount of hours in the day, right? And you can farm whenever you want, right? People don't need to be awake. So you can do all that work at night. So you need to quickly get yourself, you know, and I'm not recommending that you work 18 hours a day, but heck, that's what it takes, right? If you don't have money, then you better be willing to put like that sweat equity in and just freaking <laughs> grind it out, eating me gring. So like that was the thing for me. It was just like I knew that I was never going to have a business if I didn't have customers and I didn't have money to get customers. So I had to use time to get customers. And the time that I could spend to get customers just so happened to be from 8 a.m. in the morning till 6.30 at night. And that was my window. So I just made use of that window as much as I could, did all the work in the evening. You might be in a different position if you're listening to this. Maybe you're, you've got a bit of cash reserves. Maybe you've got a cousin that's coming in and helping you do the work, right? Whatever that looks like, just get to a place where you're spending 80% of the time on bringing in the business. Then the next thing is cash reserves. Get them thick, get them healthy. So when you hire people, you're not worried about, 
oh my God, like I've got to do this to, to pay them, right? Because that's a very short time horizon. And if you're stressed out about money, you can't think about six months, 12 months and what needs to happen to get yourself into a place that you're not stressed about money because all you're thinking about is money. Um, and then the third thing is <clears throat> really just sitting down with somebody who's going to do your finances. That might be yourself. If you've got zero, if you've got bank statements, whatever it is, and just getting some understanding of what an average client is worth to you. When you ask someone this, they say it varies. Of course it varies, right? Unless you're selling like freaking water bottles where everything's the same, it is going to vary. But find out on average how much a customer is worth to your business and then find out how much inputs that it takes in either time or money to get one of those customers, right? If you don't have financial capital to deploy and you're deploying your actual time time as the resource, you want to find out exactly how many phone calls does it make for you to get a proposal out? How many proposals do you need to get out in order to get a customer? How many hours does that take you to do? And then how many, if you've got 21 working days in a month and you're dialing for eight and a half hours a day, you can basically create a scientific customer acquisition model where you know exactly what the inputs are going to need to be in order to get to the outcome that you're striving for. You want, might want five clients a month, it might be seven. Don't just one how you're going to get there. Come up with a model so you know the inputs. So you know that like when you wake up and you're getting your teeth kicked in, either cold emailing or DMing people or messaging people in Facebook groups or cold calling them, whatever it is, you know like what it's for. You know what the end looks like and you know exactly how many reps that you need to get in in order to get that outcome rather than just sitting there hoping and praying that a customer falls in your lap. And that's where your principal... Uh, I forgot what you called it, farming and... Hunting and farming. Hunting and farming. So, so that's where your principle of hunting and farming comes from because scientifically, if you know how many calls you have to make to, to get a customer and you know how much that customer's worth, you can spend eight hours a day getting those customers and that's going to help you grow quicker. And if you just put the hard yards in for you know, a year or, or whatever it takes, you know, farming it at a night, then you can, you know, that's probably the quickest way to a million dollars. I think so. Yeah, very interesting. And I think, you know, again, I think that, and, and so there's obviously that kind of mindset is a testament to your sales background as well, right? Like that's the sales in you, you know, the, that scientific method of cold calls, you know, for every 10 cold calls we make, we get a proposal for every, you know, five proposals we send off, we get one client and so on. Yeah, we'll go, man.